When I think about how everything has changed in the past year, I think of how we look at the end of 2019 and 2020 and how we were anticipating just roaring into the new decade with all of the tools, the usual things at our disposal. And then the pandemic arrived. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. And I think the next few years, this will be an evolving process because what we watched was a lot of people leaving the listening of traditional radio, perhaps in an office and beginning to consume us more through their computer, more through their smart speakers, more through their apps in different ways. So it's going to be a brave new world going forward for us. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Today's guest has done the unthinkable. Since the late 90s, she's guided what was then a ninth place hot AC station in Nashville to a market powerhouse that is now a consistent ratings leader among adults and women 2554. It keeps her station very familiar with the term number one. She's been named one of the top 50 programmers in the nation four times by Radio Inc. magazine. She knows how to win in revenue as well as in ratings, and we're fortunate to have her join us. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome the Operations Manager for Midwest Communications Joggernaut, WJXA Mix 92.9, and Hot 106.7 WNFN. It's Barbara Bridges. Hey, Barbara. Hey, thanks for having me today. Hey, we are so glad that we've got you. So, first question, got to ask. You're in Music City, USA, the home of country, and you're usually number one in the ratings, yet you don't even program a country radio station. So, Barbara, what makes you guys number one in Nashville? Yeah, I think everybody has been asking us that since we hit our first number one in 1999. And, you know, it's a lot of factors. One of them, I think, is is our team's dedication to excellence. Um, we have a, a tremendous group of people here, and they're all focused on making the absolute best product that we can possibly put out. And Nashville, the marketplace, uh, we are, of course, we're known for country, and it is a country town. But we are also, um, you know, sometimes referred to as third coast. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a really eclectic music mix here uh, with some great musicians and great writers and an appetite for lots of genres of music. So you will see, you know, a big variety station like ours and, and some of the others in the market that, that do well here. So it's a broad enough marketplace to to allow a station like ours to do particularly well. And and we love this community. We've been a big part of it for years. Well, it really is Music City rather than Country Music City, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything is changing, Barbara, and radio is certainly no exception. What would you say has been the biggest change you've witnessed in the past year? And what do you expect to be different in the next few years to come? Well, I think right now it's kind of an interesting time to ask that question. Now, when I think about how everything has changed in the past year, I think of how we look at the end of 2019 and 2020 and how we were anticipating just roaring into the new decade with all of the tools, the usual things at our disposal, the digital assets, the you know how we communicate with social media, you know, the array of music and giveaways. And then the pandemic arrived 
and really began to shift everybody's thinking about not only what we do going forward, but how we plan for the future. I think it really caused people to be thoughtful about you know, the way they were programming. We literally took apart all of our programming and put it back together, I would say probably two or three times at least along the way mm-hmm. uh, as we strategically changed messaging. And we, we stood around and looked at each other and said, hey, you know, we usually have a lot of ticket giveaways. We're attached to a lot of live music. We are out on the streets at all kinds of places where there are lots and lots of people and all of those changed. Um, So I think what we did was begin to talk about how are we going to do this going forward? Um, What does it look like? And I think the next few years, this will be an evolving process because what we watched was a lot of people leaving the listening of traditional radio, perhaps in an office and beginning to consume us you know, more through their computer, more through their smart speakers, more through their apps in different ways. So it's going to be a brave new world going forward for us. But I think as long as we're paying attention, we'll be ready. Oh, for sure. But the big question you hit on it is the if question, if we are paying attention. So given that none of us really know what a post-pandemic world is even going to look like, let alone what it means for radio operations, How do you see that impacting how radio station promotions happen? I mean, whether it's on air or online, will we ever get on location again? What do you think? I think the model, we we watched it break very quickly for what we were accustomed to doing and what people needed and what we needed to do to respond to the community was heightened in a way. And I would say that just because of the need in the community, we in Nashville came out of a a tornado, literally a matter of weeks before the first lockdown from the pandemic. So we were out in the community doing tornado relief, collecting food and supplies and trying to get people mobilized to help out and filling tractor trailers and all of the stuff that radio does just remarkably well. And then all of a sudden we were in lockdown and people were still trying to recover from the tornado. And then you had food insecurities and things like that, that were starting to erupt uh, people who were losing their jobs and trying to figure out school and, and childcare. And I always feel like the station is a heartbeat Uh, And it has to be connected to its audience. And we were trying to figure out, how can we help? How can we be a part of, how can we give people now things that they need? Because we're not giving them concert tickets right now. Right. So what is it that they need that we can get? So we were connecting with restaurants and trying to give people food and work with Second Harvest Food Bank to do reverse drop-off. So it's like if you have extra cans of food, you don't even have to get out of your car. You just bring it and drop it off. We'll pick it up. You know, you hand it out the window. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's that's partly what we'll have to look at in a post-pandemic is how do things begin to come back, some things, and then how are things always going to be different? How are we going to be more aware of our neighbors and how we can help them? Yeah. Barbara, as an OM of a very successful operation, when you have an on-air opening, I'm sure you get slammed. So how do I stand out? How can an applicant make your shortlist? Dave, you have to send the best audio straight out of the gate. That's always, you know, I say to people, the very first thing that I want to hear from you is your absolute greatest work 
straight up front. You know, don't make me go through eight minutes of samples to find that gem. Mm-hmm. I want that up front. Obviously, your social connections are so much more important now um, for people who are standing out. Persistence is huge because we are all busy. Um, so if you really want to work here, I want to see your package. I want to hear your absolute best. I want to see your video. I want to know what your skills are. So for you to stand out, it's like really work on those things that separate you from the next person, your personality. I want to know that straight out of the gate. I want to be able to look at that sample, look at that package that you just sent me and immediately go, oh yes, I can get a sense for who this person is. There are people who will vouch for him or her. And, you know, say, hey, you've got to have this person on your team because we want somebody who's really going to lean into it. Yep. And that raises a really big question. You're in Nashville. What kind of stuff, what kind of skills, what kind of traits, what does it take to get Barbara Bridges to say, I'm going to call this person? I would say, you know, it's, I've done some audio judging for some other formats and so I get into the routine of listening to, it's like, I, I want to get a sense for you in the first 30 seconds mm-hmm. to a minute. Okay. And then really by four to five minutes in, I want a real slice of, of who you are. And sometimes, you know, people will approach that in different ways. Sometimes it's quick bits, but sometimes if you're taking me on an in-depth story, let's just say you're, you're now throwing something out for me that to listen to for a morning jock or a night jock where you have a little bit more flexibility. Um, I will give you five minutes, 10 minutes. If you will make sure that every shred of that is entertaining. What about production, Barbara? Do you care about that? If you are applying for something where, you know, if you're putting a lot of production value in instead of who you are, then that's probably going to take me in the other direction unless you're applying for a production director's position. So that's when I want to hear all of the the fun things that you can do. Uh, But if you are applying for a jock, I just need to know that, hey, you can connect to people, you can relate to people, you can tell a great story. Mm -hmm. Um, You can use the tools at your disposal, audio, video, social media to make things work. And it doesn't have to have super high production values, unless that's something that I'm asking. So shifting gears to someone who's just starting out right now, what do you anticipate that they should be preparing for so that they're relevant and have the right stuff moving forward? I think what they have to do is broaden their base abilities, whereas know, it used to be okay, as long as you can, you know, tell a story and you've got a microphone in front of you, off you go. Now you're editing video, you're throwing stuff up on social media, you're communicating, you're, you're, you know, posting on websites, you're writing blogs, you're doing a, a lot of different things. Your writing skills have to be good, your editing skills have to be good, your social skills. So there's, I would say, if you're starting out in the industry, you definitely want to Get some advice from folks who are in the middle of it, who are successful, and let them show you what a day looks like and and go from there. Makes sense. We are with the exceptional Barbara Bridges, Operations Manager for Midwest Communications in Nashville. If somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear from you. Email your suggestions to show at brandwithondemand.com. Yeah, we'd love to have them join other top talent managers and media thought leaders like consultant Mike McVeigh. 
Slats in the Morning from WNCX in Cleveland, and music's gift to radio, Sean Ross, plus over a hundred others, all in the previous episodes wherever you're downloading this. Coming up, Barbara shares what she knows now that she really wishes she knew way back when, and some things she'd like to know now about what's coming up next. Hi, this is Dave from Music Master Scheduling, here with another Music Master raving fan. Hey, it's Tony Lorino from Throwback Nation Radio. Whether with my syndicated shows or programming winning radio stations in Atlanta, Kansas City, and more, they all had one thing in common, Music Master. And I am so happy to continue to use Music Master as our music scheduling software of choice. I cannot thank the Music Master team enough. Ready to become a Music Master raving fan? Visit MusicMaster.com for more info. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We are with the exceptional Barbara Bridges, OM of Mix 92.9 and Hot 106.7 Nashville. Barbara, what's the one thing you know now that you really wish you could tell yourself way back when you started your first job in radio? Oh, gosh. I think um, there's an intensity when you start out. And I was learning so much and great teachers along the way. Uh, Never stop asking questions. That is one thing that I would always say. Definitely keep doing that. Oh, yeah. When I was first starting out, I think I probably overthought things a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a matter of, you know, Back up, get some advice from people who have been in the industry and know the industry. And as you're running towards your goal, I mean, don't don't stop running, but just make sure that you're taking in all of the landscape along the way. You know, sometimes I think you can get so focused on things that life is happening and you're in the middle of your radio station. Right, <laughs> so right, right. I've, I've always kind of, you know, I, I just live and breathe it. Um, probably would have said, hey, come up for air every once in a while. That's great advice, Barbara. What's the one thing, if you look into your crystal ball, young lady, what's the one thing you wish you knew right now about where media is going to be in 10 years? Oh, mercy. Uh, There's been such phenomenal change in the last 15 years, uh, certainly in our business. I would love to know what the percentage of of consumption, what consumption will be like, you know, 15 years from now. If we are going to get to the point, I saw something uh, the other day about, hey, eventually we want all audio. I think it was Elon Musk talking about, uh, you know, implanting a chip in people's heads. And I thought, gosh, I would love to know where we are going to be. We'd love to look into that crystal Mm -hmm. ball and say, how is terrestrial radio? How are our towers? How are, uh, you know, how are the ways people consume things going to stay the same or differ? Um, I wish that I could look into that and know that 10 years from now, it won't have really evolved to the point where we are talking about some of the things we talked about early on, you know, whether people will be licensing out their towers or, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Our thanks to Barbara Bridges, OM of Mix 92.9 and Hot 106.7 Nashville. Links to Barbara, her stations, and more, all available in the show notes. Just top the podcast cover and scroll down. As always, our thanks to exec producer Cindy Huber. And coming up next, we continue looking at what could happen, what might happen, and what probably will happen 
We talk to a guy who's watching media closely and his predictions are usually right. It's the return of Holland Cook. That's a rap tipper. There's a real value in rehearsal. We'll talk about it in the One Minute Martinizing. Find it in the show notes and the email newsletter. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand width be wide. <laughs>